This is Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Matt. That's Ryan. Ryan, you make me feel like maybe love, maybe love is a competition. Matt, the projection is fading away. And in its place, I see you. Oh, wait, wait, wait! We can't, uh, we can't go, we can't go with without any uh, any lyrics from the other album. What he said, other album. Ryan, don't need no coffee. I'm wide awake. I'm not much for sleeping when your love is at stake. Matt, we're broken, boy. We took the fall. We made the ship that sailed us on, but now all of our problems remain unsolved. Our voices don't carry at all. <laughs> so we're doing a little bit of an experimental TFT uh, podcast episode this time. We're uh, going to cover two albums in this, uh, and it's it's unclear whether they should really be. No, they absolutely should be con- considered as a diptych. Though one is more like a dick pic. Uh, <laughs> like a sad, a sad dick pic. Just a like, yeah, just a semi chub kind of droopy dick pic. That's uh, that's the Dirty Projector's self-titled release, because uh, well, like the name the name Dirty Projectors was a an archaic uh, description of the penis, right? Oh, there you go. And uh, and the other one is uh, Amber Kaufman's soon to be released solo debut, City of No Reply. Now you may. Uh, you may kind of, if, if you are familiar with such things, you may remember that, uh, David Longstreth, uh, and Amber Kaufman were partners in the Dirty Projectors for most of the last decade, um, uh, they were romantic partners as well. Uh, they broke up in as as near as I can tell the timeline. They broke up in 2012. Uh, and after some sort of, uh, you know, pure, decent period of, of separation, they resumed as friends or acquaintances and creative collaborators um, and uh, released a Dirty Projectors album. And uh, David Longstreth did some production on or was the producer of Amber Kaufman's solo debut City of No Reply, which is not a breakup album per se, but deals with some themes that breakup albums deal with, even though it's a little more, uh, it's a little more peppy. You know, its ethos is a little more peppy. Uh, that seems to have fallen apart. <laughs> it's, it's it's a breakup album that's pretty okay with the breakup. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, as befits something like four years later, you know what I mean? Like it's, it seems like a little, a little long to hold a grudge, but then, uh, apparently they fell out just as that album was, was done being recorded. Uh, and, and David Longstreth either had been working on or began working on, um, a, a record that ended up being the, uh, the Dirty Projector's latest, uh, latest release, which is, you know, called, um, the Dirty Projectors, which I, I feel like is, is, uh, a, a, a bit of a dick move. I feel like the, if the, I don't know, is it like the, if the first album, if any album is going to be self-titled, it should be the first album, right? Because like the idea, I, I feel like the idea, at least maybe this is just me reading into it, but I feel like the idea is, ah, now that you're gone, it finally is, it finally, you know, has reached, uh, its, its ultimate form, you know, like the Dirty Projectors now can release the, well, the dirty projectors 
For a little bit of context, though, is that, you know, Longstreth has been um, recording under the Dirty Projector's name for about 15 years or maybe even a little longer. Um, and since before um, Kaufman was in the band um, and since before it was really a band. So it it kind of th- there is a sense in which this is Dirty Projector's full circle um, in that the initial piece um, was uh the name was first used for Longstress kind of solo projects that was largely kind of somewhere between you know indie music and kind of chamber pop and kind of new new music art music um and the first two albums or so were in that vein um then it's around 2006 2007 um that he met Kaufman um and the the lineup um solidified around uh, him and Kaufman and also Angel Deradorian um who's also a vo- vocalist and a bass player um and it was in 2007 when they um uh, released Rise Above which was this reimagining this kind of conceptual reimagining of Black Flags Damaged um and that was but that wasn't was wasn't of- the thing like they couldn't re-listen to the album they were just recreating it as they remembered it. I mean, that's, that's the conceit, right? Um, I mean, and uh, this is something that actually TFT punk correspondent Rachel D and I were uh, uh, discussing actually before this recording. Is that it's definitely the... <laughs> you engaged in some punk correspondence? Yes, yeah, we we punk correspondent. We we sent our, our, our uh, each other uh, a series of punk missives. Uh, <laughs> they were short. <laughs> they were they were they were short and in Morse code. Um, and so <laughs> you just dot, dot, dash, dot, dot, dash, dash. dot dot dash yeah you screamed you screamed dots and dashes at each other that actually that that's a pretty funny bit that would be a good that would be a good like very conceptual sketch that no one would think is funny but they would appreciate the fuck out of like a dirty projector <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so the, the conceit is that Longstreth was, um, you know, had, uh, as a, as a kid listened to his brother's cassette of Black Flies Damage and then was 15 years later recreating it from memory. Um, you know, I think the reality is that, you know, is that it is a reimagining of, of, of ideas, lyrics, snippets of the album. Um, but like, I mean, whether or not, like, look, <laughs> I I str- I, uh, like uh, like I think um, Rise Above was an inside job. <laughs> like I mean, wh- whether or not he uh, he snuck a peek back at the Black Flag album is immaterial because and I think that you know that and th- we'll get to this in Dirty in the Dirty Projectors album itself. I mean, these are. You know, Longstreth is many things. Um, you know, a a songwriter, a producer, um, an insufferable tool. <laughs> um, but like, I think first and foremost, he is kind of an arranger, right? And that there are uh, that at, in all of these things from the earliest um, works, like from the Getty Address, um, and uh, what I think was you know, one of the early releases, Slaves, Graves, and Hymns. Um, these were kind of um, 
kind of new music, um, art music arrangements and, uh, and this kind of pieces of string arrangements are, uh, and, and things approaching, um, chamber ensembles were there. Um, and then you, you know, running a through line through, um, uh, rise above and through, um, their, uh, poppier albums, um, bit to orca and, uh, swing low Magellan. Um, even in the kind of, their kind of peak indie period, um, of those, those, those latter two albums I mentioned there, that kind of that arranging spirit, uh, and that kind of spirit of these as compositions, um, was, was there. And I think that that kind of is very much, you know, as much as this is, um, very much a kind of sad, dark R and B album. Um, it also has that, um, compositional spirit there. Um, and so it is, it's, it's not, not a dick move. Um, but it, there it's a, it's a dick move with context. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, and, and fair enough. I mean, that context is, is really appreciated and especially like the description of him as an arranger. I, you know, I think makes a lot of sense. Like I described this album to you earlier as a, like an hour of recitative with, uh, like reading out of his journal and, and improvising mm-hmm. melody. Now it's not that it's a lot more carefully put together, uh, than that, but it doesn't like, it's, it's sort 808s, of 808s and hot takes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, um, the uh you know but the the it does a lot of the things that you would expect out of pop music it, like strophic form right like aren't there you know it's a lot it's a lot more sort of through composed uh feeling than that um and you know i mean you know how i feel about things that are through composed whereas uh the amber kaufman record is a lot more of a uh is a lot more of a i think a pop record like almost like a singer songwriter uh pop record though uh made more interesting i think by some of the chamber pop aspects of the of the production provided by her ex-boyfriend and ex-collaborator david longstreth right like what yeah. you know it's not the the i it's an interesting it's an interesting blur, blurring of lines and and i mean you know no no i'll bet we i'll bet we come down on predictable sides of the of like preferring the dirty projectors album versus preferring the the amber kaufman album but that's um you know, I don't know. That's that's uh, we you 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 got your you got your art music uh, prog R and B chocolate in my singer songwriter folk pop peanut butter. They're two great tastes that tastes great together. So you know, put put, put them on, <laughs> put on these records. No, I think actually though, I think we can agree to agree. I actually, I think I like the, uh, overall like the Amber Kaufman record better too. <laughs> um, oh wow, that's a that's a first. Like, uh, who are you, and what have you done with what have you done with Ryan Chile? By the way, is there a uh, is there an indie like a twee indie pop band? name generator on the internet or album name generator because like when you put like bitta orca and swing low magellan and uh, i'm sure there's some other uh exemplars right like of of this thing but this is uh 
this is something that the internet should definitely should definitely be what is it what is it that, that distinguishes those as as particularly twee indie titles well i think that well i swing low magellan swing lo magellan yeah, right? yeah, yeah. like and so it's so uh, it's a combination of there's a combination of reference and then also kind of like a tweak like a a twee, uh-huh. a, twee yeah. a twee you know <laughs> that uh um that makes it so like swing low plus magellan and then and uh and um and then adjust the spelling of low or like bitta plus orca right mm-hmm. like those those two things belong to kind of different discourses and that's ah. that's and the kind of the yoking of them together is what i mean is what makes right. the good uh what makes the good um indie uh, uh uh indie pop album names right right the it's the being a kind of like a discursive girl talk right <laughs> yeah exactly all day all day all right put these uh put these records on um uh, until until friday if you're listening to this in the week of release uh the amber kaufman one is available on um uh, NPR's first listen blog, a huge, a hugely awesome resource that Ryan turned me on to originally, you know, years ago when it was a new thing. Uh, did you like it when it was cool or do you still like it? I mean, is, was anything on NPR ever cool? <laughs> I don't know. Those tiny desk concerts. There's a lot of, there, there are some cool ones. There are some, <laughs> a lot of I mean, great, a lot of great bluegrass acts come through. On the oh, tiny... I mean, I was thinking, I, I, I was thinking about the run the jewels, uh, the run the jewels one or, um, or Gucci Mane and Zaytoven. Check out that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, you don't mean I, like, I guess... uh, like, uh, uh, Nickel Creek or the punch brothers or the Watkins family hour. Well, I guess, you know? I guess, I guess, Yes, we've now uh the order has been restored <laughs> we no longer agree on uh, anything so hey uh figure out who in the breakup you you are on the side of uh the dirty projectors with the dirty projectors or amber kaufman with city of no reply and uh and meet us back here after this word from our commercial sponsor are you an indie musician who's going through a rough patch? Yeah. Uh, show me emotional respect. Well, you'll get all that uh, and some really nice artisanal products down at the Ace Hotel. Mmm. Wow. This is so. This is, I like. Uh, I like the way all the the shower products are bolted to the wall, like uh, like we're in some sort of spin studio or something. Well, you you can't take those with you, but you can take the small little notepad and pencil. Um, and there, hey, uh, if you need a little bit of nourishment, um, you can use your uh, old old timey uh, refurbished mini bar fridge, or even head downstairs to uh, uh, Stumptown, the ninth best coffee shop in Portland. Uh, so, so a couple of follow up questions here. I've brought some some uh, music that I want to listen to and cry, but I only have it on vinyl can you help me out there sure if you upgrade to our premium deluxe room you can not only listen to uh your vinyl on our vintage vinyl player you could even possibly pick up an acoustic guitar and start the healing process right there while sitting on a perfectly distressed couch oh thank you ace hotel you show me emotional respect 
And we're back. You know, I steal that notepad every time. I mean, I take that notepad every time. I it's yours. You earned it. <laughs> it's, it's, it is. It's it's just the perfect size of notepad. You know, like that that sort of one or two. It's like a post-it and a half. You know. Yeah. It is. It, it's 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 a good. It's not too big or not too small. It's the gold. It's Goldilocks's notepad. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I I do. Do we have questions on this? It doesn't seem. Oh, Ryan, I have a question for you. Good. Cause I I did have one, but I I feel like I've been asking a lot of questions. Who's over the- who's to blame for the breakup of David Longstreth and Amber Kaufman? Oh yeah, I, I actually I have this one. It's uh it's the people who gentrified Williamsburg. <laughs> Uh, go on it's it, it yeah yeah yeah. it's 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 global it's it's uh it's it's the one percent <laughs> yeah right it's it's right income inequality is responsible for the uh for the uh breakup of of david and amber right yeah yeah it's yeah it's the invisible hand right the invi- the invisible hand pulled them apart right um, <laughs> um and no and, and i'm serious right um and it's it's here in the, um, I mean, I, I think that is, and, and to, to dive in, and it is interesting to think about these as, I mean, I think it's it's right to talk about these albums together, um, and but I think only kind of because of the Dirty Projectors album, like, I, and so, th- and part of why I like the Amber Kaufman album better is because. A, I'm a resolute contrarian, uh, and B, the press around the Dirty Projectors album uh, when it was coming out was was like Dave Longstreth is is so brave and so mature about this breakup, and I listened to one of these songs right and like from, why did you break my heart why right? and, uh, it like yeah, from the offset uh, outset right it is him pitch dropped um you know uh, kind of chopped yeah it sounds like, it sounds like a voice disguised sounds like the the like the kidnapper rapist murderer <laughs> yes. from a from a horror movie or something like that leave 20 million dollars in unmarked non-sequential bills or, yeah, I'll, yeah. or i'll air all of our dirty laundry in public Right, or he's or he's in like witness protection, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you feel like he should be backlit with his face in shadow exactly. when, you know, when he's doing these. Well, things. and 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 that's why he and and so because he's doing that, you know that he must be brave, <laughs> right? That if he has to be disclosing his identity uh, to protect himself, he must be very brave. No, I, no, and, no, no, no. I mean, like as the song goes, I want to see you be brave. If you're backlit and in shadow, you're not. Uh, you're not actually. You're not actually, uh, you exactly. know, pop pop music brave. But that's the thing, right? right. Um, is that there, there's this this gap between the the discourse um, of of him being like I think I reacted pretty badly, uh, and TFT punk correspondent Rachel D and I reacted pretty badly to him being kind of patted on the head um, with a lot of like uh, a lot of attaboys. <laughs> um, it's, well, I mean, like whoever did his PR is amazing because it right. like Vulture went wall to wall with coverage from this album even like ridiculous like uh ridiculous jerk off piece shit like uh let's go what were the what were the pictures that he put up above the mixing console when they were putting the album together <laughs> let me gargle your dirty projector the uh uh <laughs> he was a, he, i mean he was a um 
uh, a feature article in the Sunday Times magazine a couple weeks yep. ago, which is where which is where I became aware of like what was going on with this record. Having not, you know, it's not a uh, they were not a, a group or it was not a brand. The Dirty Projectors was not a brand uh, that I follow. You know, um, I mean, it's why you say that, right? Because that, that he has that line right where he um, quotes Gene Simmons uh, in the first song and says, "A band is a brand, and it looks that our vision is dissonant." Um, and but I, and I think the line that also really, I mean, okay, several things, right? If you say, "I don't know why you abandoned me," and that is the first line on your album, like you know why, <laughs> right? Uh, it's disingenuous. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Once you are 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 pitch shifting, whining, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To make it sound, yeah, to make it sound less nasal and high pitched and like emasculated, right? When you're like, you know, when you're pitch shifting it down to make it sound like uh, uh, masculine and vaguely threatening, right? Yeah, you know exactly what's going. On. The 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 long stress doth protest too much, methinks. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and and then it clinches it near the end of this first song um, of now what I uh, now I want what I want from art is truth what you want is fame right right um and that's just and and even if that is you know and and in some interviews um you know he claims well this is just you know this is you know something that someone might think in a in a breakup right it's like no dude just like own it right like (laughs) you're 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 a jerk right um and and that i i feel yeah, so so that I think that you know by throwing down that gauntlet, it's an interesting thing. I mean, the cynical read is that he kind of knows that her album is better because he worked on it, right? He saw her album becoming a great album. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's actually like he he did. It is kind of a the, here's the dick move, like releasing three weeks before her, exactly, right, right, like and just yeah. sucking all the like really getting out ahead of the press on the on the breakup, and like yeah. uh, you get the sense because she released this this statement to Stereo Gum, and I don't I don't read Spin Media properties, but the the uh, uh, the statement that that she read that I read uh, re-reported in Vulture. Um, thank God for link journalism, where you you know where you just linked. Thank, thank God for the death of of, of journalism. <laughs> thank God, all it takes is a link to the press release and like you know three hundred original words. Um, the uh, she she sounded a little bit taken aback by the thing and was like, look. Uh, this breakup happened, but I hope people listen to my album and that's what I want to focus on. She was like pivoting. She had to, she was like forced into doing a Kellyanne Conway because, uh, uh, you know, because of his, his dick move. So yeah, like I, I, I had the same reaction. Um, I, I had the same reaction that, that you did. Even, even the, the title of that first track, uh, where he's pitch shifting and stuff, keep your name, right? Like, it's, uh, I will not deign to give you my name, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I, because I think it's about. Yeah, don't let the dirty projector hit you on your way out, right? <laughs> 
um yeah that, that's uh i don't know it's a, it's a little bit right like um what you uh and to and to like ding her for wanting fame is uh is a little uh you know is a little rich given the full court press that this record got uh on its on its release oh yeah. and his and his like you know broing down with kanye and um and and you know co-writing or co-writing solange's album right Sure. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. once once you're going to Kanye's rented vi- uh, villa in uh, Mexico and bringing your pour over coffee setup with you, like, <laughs> yeah, the long stretch doth protest too much. <laughs> um, so, but but go back to that point that you were making about gentrification because I think I mean I think it's it's one way into the Dirty Projectors the Dirty Projectors album, right? Like the the song that you're talking about or the song where this seems most apparent to me anyway is. Is um, nothing, right? Yeah, winner take nothing. I I nearly said little little bubble because it's next to it in the in the thing, and I was thinking of like living in the little bubble of ungentrified Brooklyn until until Brooklyn gentrified. But um, there is a so I I kept thinking um because it goes. Uh, it goes into a compound meter. It goes into a, like a twelve eight, like one two three two two three three two three four two three. And I kept thinking like panda, panda, longstreth, longstreth. I just can't hear that. Like, but but it it is like that, right? Like we spent all these years in McCarran watching the green leaves turn brown again. We walked them at you know the the uh, uh, in in this. I, yeah, I, I I got broads up in Greenpoint, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Atlanta Avenue looks like a Atlantic Avenue looks like a uh, panda. I don't know. The, we spent uh, all those years in McCarran watching the green leaves turn brown again. We walked on Manhattan Ave while the Dollar Tree turned new American. Panda, panda, panda. As much as I'd like to say we both won, as much as I'd like to say I'm grateful for the experience. That we've grown together and bettered each other and built the city with one another. The truth is you'd sell out the waterfront for condos and malls. I'd throw the dice with the rest of them down on Broad Street and Wall. This has turned me against myself. In losing you, I lost myself. That's why the winner takes nothing else. Panda. Panda, panda, panda. (laughs) Uh, and this is this is sort of winner winner take nothing, and it's a it's a portrait of a like a um, you know there are only losers in a breakup, right? Like there no, there there are uh, there are no winners in a breakup, and a little bit there are no winners in gentrification either. Because right, they, well, and, and there are no winners in kind of in capitalism, right? <laughs> um, or there are very few winners. There are so few winners that there are no winners. <laughs> Um, uh, and, uh, because almost everyone is a loser. Um, and the, so the idea is because, I mean, this idea of, of, because, it, and, and even the winners are losers because they're kind of turned against everyone, right? That this kind of sense of, of selfishness, right? Of, of this kind of, um, ve- uh, the self-interest that is driving, you know, supposedly driving innovation, driving creativity within a market context, um, is pulling up, pulls apart relationships, whether they're romantic or creative, um, or commercial, um, and kind of, right, that, um, you know, like, it's less creative destruction and just more destructive destruction. Right? <laughs> um, and so that is that that's there. And I think I mean, I think that the, the flip side, though, is that this theme about kind of gentrification and place is also 
in uh, City of No Reply. I mean, right, because um, – I mean, it's there in the title, right? Is that there is a, you know, it's, there's a, there's a place that is portrayed. Um, and I read this as being very much a, I mean, they both, I think, relocated to Los Angeles, right? To, to your city. Um, and then my question for you was, did these people ruin um, Brooklyn and will they ruin your city too? <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad. I mean, there, there's so much of it that's already ruined. I mean, like the culverization of Culver has already culvered itself, right? Like that's the, <laughs> something that we've talked about before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like uh, exhibits pimp my right. Like I heard you like Culver city. So I put, a Culver City inside your Culver City, right? So that you can Culver City while you Culver City. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty. Uh, it's there's actually uh, there's actually a, a big office development going up called One Culver that is going to be that is going to be like I think the apotheosis. It's going to be like the Ghostbusters, uh, you know, gate to the Nether World that Zool <laughs> Zool opens up and like a river of Jamba Juice pours forth or something like that, you know. Um, yeah. The uh, so yeah. I mean the the city. I mean I don't know. I took the city of no reply metaphorically to being like uh, like uh, principled keeping my mouth shut in the face of like a uh, uh, public breakup, right? Like right. Um, you know. Uh, so the uh, run, run away. You don't want to watch me cry. Oh, to live and die in the city of no reply. Run, run away. You don't want to watch me cry. Oh, to live and die in the city of no reply. Is the chorus, you know, uh, is the chorus of 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 this song, and it's uh, you know, there, there's a certain amount of of acceptance of the of the kind of the separation with that, right? Like, whereas you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's it's uh, I'm not sure why on earth I would have uh, come to this insight. Um, uh, in the in the last year but but like feeling angry and wounded in the wake of a breakup is a is a psychological psychologically it's often a method of keeping the other person present with you you know mm-hmm. uh, because you can like keep them in mind uh, in order to be angry at them and you kind of keep that image of them you sort of nourish it uh by you know by putting all this energy into it and it can be you know negative affect in the form of like uh, uh terrible hurt or terrible anger or you know recrimination or accusation or you know whatever but you keep the you keep the uh the person there like to say run run away you don't want to watch me cry is i mean unless you unless you think uh, she's she's being sarcastic like it, there is a slightly more mature way of of coping there which is like no we're separate and i have to go through my uh my my process but the the i mean the city of no reply is is interesting to me because it's like uh, at least the metaphor that i read in the context of like uh uh, a counter breakup album right is is Mm. like uh or a post a post breakup a a a post you know a breakup post album or a post breakup album album right like um is uh is that like I? I wish I weren't reactive, right? Like, oh, it would be nice not to be um, kind of caught up uh, in this this sort of thing. I think that's I think that's right. I think that one of the ways of that, though, I, I guess I, I get this also in thinking about the album art, right? Which is 
um, you know, Amber Coffin, you know, in a desert landscape. Right. Um, and there's actually a lot, uh, quite a bit of desert imagery um, on the album, right. On that song. Um, what is it? What does she say? Um, she says, um, I was in a rush in the desert. Um, and, uh, when I got too close, look down, turn around, I'm dancing with another ghost. Um, and so there's a little bit of, of kind of flight, right. And of, and of, you know, part of the, the, the city of no reply is, is is there is you have to kind of isolate right so there's a little bit of odysseus tying himself to the mast um where to in order to not reply hmm. um you have to kind of isolate yourself um and so that there is i think that's the other side of the run run away right is like no get out of here because like there's there's a codependence here well there's also <laughs> it's also like amiga it's it's like a, a note to self run run away right right like right, the, the, right. like right i in fact, yeah. running away is a healthier and kind of more yep. ultimately yep. more productive, uh, you know, way of dealing with, um, you know, way of dealing w- with the thing rather than like stay, stay and be really involved in the uh, uh, in, you know, whatever the cycle of drama is that that you don't you don't really want to um, to be involved in, like going going to the desert, like heading out to Palm Springs or to Joshua Tree or something like that, is a is a like good LA weekend trip, right? Like that, right. and that is like there's a sense of like, um, there's like an ascetic quality to mm-hmm. it a little bit. Like the, the, the honest to God, the places out there uh, are pretty luxurious, right? And and there's a lot of Instagramming. The, like Coachella is out in the desert, right? Like right, the, right. The, Ace, the Ace Hotel Palm Springs is out in the desert. <laughs> right. you know? There's a lot of spas and golf Yeah, that courses. is the problem. If you go to the desert to uh, to get away from your hipster ex, make sure there's not an Ace Hotel in that desert. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, <laughs> you know, like it, it, during the drought, when... Uh, like during the the worst of the drought, there was this kind of like name and shame kind of thing going on with like the worst water abusers. And, you know, in California, the worst one by far, like orders of magnitude, they, they were like on uh, uh, like histogram type, uh, you know, uh, visualizations like the one uh, by far that was the worst was was Palm Springs because it's so full of uh, golf courses out there that they were using up so much damn water. Um even in the the very very worst part of the the recently i guess we i guess it ended recently ended california drought anyway so the desert is this like is this important place that is both a, a practical and a spiritual place uh for los angeles dwellers uh in a way that it's maybe not for for Brook, people who live in brooklyn um well, and I think it's it's there's a you know it, it's there's a bit of of relativeness though also because I think that you know rel, uh, relative to Brooklyn relative to New York City which was the you know the the city they had built right he even says I think you know well it's something like we built this city right which yeah we built this city on indie rock and roll right <laughs> um, and and so that there's a little bit you know we've talked a lot about in the past about Jim Scott and this kind of the art of not being governed, right? And so that relative to that city um, uh, and, and this kind of very central place, 
uh, of, of New York, then going even just Los Angeles as a whole is a, is fleeing to the desert. And then there's there's deserts within deserts. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think I mean, the other kind of natural imagery or desert related imagery that I think connects to another kind of um Another way to understand the the city of no reply is um, on the song uh, Dark Knight, where she says, I hear you singing with the vengeance like the coyote at the moon, uh, singing your blues, a song I know so well, a song I know so well. Um, Maybe we're just clinging to illusions we were making up as kids. But now that we're grown, time to let that make a new way. And I mean, that is a that's a hell of a subtweet. Yeah. Uh, and there, and there, one thing I see in this album is that, you know, there, it, it is an interesting breakup album, um, or kind of post breakup album, because it is you know, because I mean, the thing that's latent here is that the the understanding of the kind of genre of the breakup album is very directly about the things that you know it's the um, and we referenced Volnakira you know Volnakira is um you know a a pretty um archetypical um kind of indie breakup album of kind of it has the 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 unfold it's chronological of the kind of unfolding of the breakup the the low point um emotionally and then some amount of recovery and and not all breakup albums get to that recovery and understanding but there's kind of uh often a narrative structure uh or um just a sometimes it just gets it's just in the middle of it and it's all kind of the despair uh and and kind of the uh emotional exploration and this is different from that um in that it is a lot of the songs are about um independence about herself <laughs> um um and and about kind of um and, and about about living life but that i think that and it's hard it's, it's an interesting thought experiment to how one would read this if um if if long hadn't long <laughs> um but it that the subtweets are there, right? And 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 especially that kind of the I hear you singing with a vengeance, like the coyote at the moon. I mean, there's several things there. I mean, one is that his singing sounds like a coyote yelling. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not that's not uh, that's not inaccurate, right? Like he he was on the old Dirty Projectors albums. He was known for the kind of guttural noises, right, or the like the yelp. Exactly the yelpy sort of noises where she provided the kind of the pretty part of the, of the chamber she pop. Several of the other, the other co-vocalists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, yeah. So that, okay. So one is you're a shitty singer. Right. Yeah. You're a shitty singer. And, and also like, you're a like whiny animal. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Then it's, it ultimately adds up to nothing. It's ultimately sort of a non signifying sound. Right. right? Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's howling, right? And, and that, uh-huh. like, uh, exactly that. It's it. It is both annoying and ult- ultimately kind of pointless, or or sort of lonely, right? Like, right. you know, right. the, the howl is like the the coyote separated from the pack, right? Like the, you know, uh, 
it's uh it's a sort of solitary activity it's the solitary activity of a pack animal uh and right. it's it's you know a little sad for that reason i guess um well and, and then the third in the third line there, singing your blues a song i know so well right it is uh to quote i believe what it's lars ulrich right it's stock right <laughs> <laughs> yeah just uh, from the, the metallica yeah. movie right and it just sounds it yeah it sounds stock to me yeah it turns out having a uh, turns out having a, a self self involved uh hipster indie rocker boyfriend might not be all it's cracked up to be <laughs> yeah buyer beware <laughs> keep the receipts <laughs> yeah exactly you can, um, you can return him to family dollar and then go around the corner for some new american yeah as long as as long as the, the family dollar is still in business and isn't driven out uh by uh, by the new the new greenpoint ace hotel <laughs> it's going to be all ace hotels that's like I mean that is all we're we're just headed to an inevitable just um uh like Robert Moses style uh Ace Hotel super blocks. The um the uh this this song to like the production on this album was was interesting to me because it has this core of like folk rock or indie singer songwriter kind of pop music right like this could had the production gone another way you can imagine sarah Borella singing some of these songs is mm-hmm. what I, you know what i mean is what i'm saying um but the the longstreth provided production like gives each there and sometimes they're subtle and sometimes they're overt but there are references to uh, a lot of stuff so there's like a se- there there's a lot of sort of electronic elements um that provide uh, provide some drive and provide some some sort of sonic interest uh there's like uh, i think miss you i think it's miss you um i i'm a little fuzzy on the tracks of this because i was listening to it as this 45 minute stream without like track right. listings from right. uh, uh from the npr blog but i think it's the one after city of no reply miss you which sounds a little 80s ish a little 80s pop throwback to me um and city of no reply sounds like a latin sounds like a madonna song and specifically it sounds like uh la isla bonita to me because it has kind of a latin right. beat um uh the the it's ra- yeah, to me it, ha- it had a little no doubt to me as well like sure. a, a little bit of ska <laughs> yeah and, and i think that that's um that's the melody right because it's uh uh, you run, run away. You don't want to watch me cry. It's uh, it's sort of a pentatonic scale. The hook is in a pentatonic, uh, pentatonic thing, um, as opposed to the Madonna one, which really it embraces the kind of Spanish harmonies of of Latin music. Uh, but then the the some of the drum, like some of the drum patterns and things like this, had uh, had um, that to me. And then I also sort of thought of of. Uh, uh, La Isla Bonita as like uh, a song about longing for a place, right? Like mm. longing to be in a place that you're not in. Um, that, that you know, and I, I sort of thought that maybe maybe the city of no reply is on uh, La Isla Bonita, <laughs> but right, like it's interesting. Like the city of no reply, like that, not to get uh, all Derrida on you again, but the city of no reply is surrounded by a uh, you know an ocean of reply différents, right? Because it's. <laughs> 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 if it's uh if it's defined by being no reply it's uh it's defined by reply even as it 
uh, even as it manifestly rejects it. Um, so that that's like the possibility of that kind of reactivity, that sort of enmeshed, uh, entangled um, state is always present uh, in the city of no, in the city of no reply. Uh, even if it's not, so like you have to, yeah, don't, don't go swimming. Like there are sharks, there are sharks of reply in the, uh, in the, in the waters around the city of no reply. I mean, and that's, that is what's interesting about both of these albums together and about kind of thinking about these, these as a pair is that even in a breakup that is a relatively complete breakup. I mean, at this point it's mentioned, they both mentioned that they're not in contact with one another. Um, and again, I mean, uh, that's only true in so far as they're, they're, they are actually in contact through press releases, right? That there is a, there's a dirty projectors cold war, right? Um, and what is, <laughs> yeah. And, and there's no, there's no back channel. Right. Um, but it's, it's there, you know, that, that there's still, is that connection um and in and whether it's in the form of these kinds of ghosts right that in the dirty projectors album right that you know we were joking a lot about his pitch shifted vocals but part of how we you know um you know a, a huge striking part about the kind of peak projectors was um as we said the vocal arrangements and and the way um Kaufman um uh Amber Kaufman performed those vocal arrangements in harmony with Longstreth and with the other the other vocalists and members of the ensemble and it's really especially i mean for me on rise above is is breathtaking and and so to to kind of use that compositional to- take but as a solo album um it's the it's the um the chorus of sad longstreths right uh, <laughs> Um, and, uh, and, and, and you can't help, but miss like you miss her uh, almost as much or more than he is missing her. Right. (laughs) Uh, because there's an, there's an absolute absence there. Um, and conversely, um, you have, um, he is very present on many parts of this album. I mean, especially sonically on the first track all to myself that has the kind of, um, robo crooning, right? The, yeah, um, or the even of- like ascent, ascent through clouds where he like choruses himself, like he pants yeah. himself left and right. Right. Yeah. And there's like the, the right? yeah, the chorus. Yeah. He's across the entire stereo picture, like long strets to the left of them, long strets <laughs> to the right of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to knock you off your, your rail there. You're saying like in the, the pitch shifted stuff in the first one, this well, also and is apparent. Yeah. And he's there, right? It was, it's kind of like the robo doo-wop band, right? The, <laughs> the, yeah. Um, the robo barbershop, uh, quartet, um, that he is very there in that. And, and so that there is this sense of connection, right? Cause it's, you know, they, they both released these albums, right? And, and that, you know, because the, there is a sort of sense where, and again, she got kind of scooped, um, uh, by him and, Hey, you know, had a choice either, you know, I, 
released my album and now it is kind of standing in juxtaposition to this narrative that's already set right that he set the cognitive agenda right, right? um uh, he grabbed the conk he grabbed the breakup conk right, right? Uh, yeah he wrote this uh, yeah he wrote the syllabus for the you know the course that that she thought she was the you know primary text in or something like that yes or no she's yeah ha 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 uh, yeah, right? she thought yep, she was yep. she thought she was the professor but he yeah. made her the text yeah exactly oh, exactly oh. i mean this is a this is a like a cultural narrative among uh, you know, in artistic production where there is like a, a man, uh, you know, a sort of solitary genius man who is brilliant, but very excessive. And the woman, I suppose, very excessive is redundant, brilliant, but excessive. Um, and and the woman kind of moderates him yeah. down a little bit, right? There's a play, I'm thinking of a play by Peter Schaefer called Gift of the Gorgon, uh, which I saw, uh, I saw once. And, and, um, it's about a writer who is prone to like flying off the handle with these, uh, uh, writing these things. And his, his wife always sort of moderates, uh, moderates him down. And this, you see sort of, this is what, you know, yeah. this is what he gets when, uh, this is what you get when, when he's not, um, um, you know, when, uh, when, when he's not doing it, I mean, even like, well, on, and, and yeah. I just want to say that this is, this is very much here in, um, the li- lyrics to, uh, up in Hudson, right. He says, um, you know, then I knew maybe I could be with you do the things that lovers do slightly domesticate the truth and write you stillness is the move, right? Which was the big, the is and continues to be the big dirty projectors hit, um, and defining song, uh, that, that, that she, that, that, uh, Kaufman sings virtuosically, right. Um, and kind of, you know, acrobatically, <laughs> uh, and, and he's like, you know, I wrote that. <laughs> That's my song. I wrote it for you, and that was dom- that was me domesticated. Yeah, like a like a like the llama I led around that music video. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that like uh, it's interesting. This truth is sort of different from from like the bright eyes from the Connor Oberst truth, right? Like truth is Connor Oberst's uh, word for God, right? And it's about it's about <laughs> like a a transcendent. Um, it's about a kind of a transcendent, almost graspable, but kind of ultimately ungraspable, hmm. uh, uh, you know, transcendent, uh, numinous reality. And mm-hmm. this, this truth is like, this is truth as shit, right? Like this is the, the, the ungovernable animal truth, right? The, the llama, yeah. the llama, the truth of the llama, you know, <laughs> the truth, right. the, the truth of the, of the very funky smelling undomesticated llama, uh, you know, that, uh, yeah, the thing I also like. And write you stillness is the move as though it was like as though it was a sacrifice or like a gift as though he got nothing out of it, you know, in uh, uh, in the the uh, in the exchange. Right. Or in the. Well, in the right. Process. I mean, I mean, you know, it's just kind of you know, read the changes on that. Solange covers stillness is the move. And, and, you know, which one of them ended up writing for Solange, you know, wasn't Amber Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that that. uh yeah, that may that may still happen, I guess, you know. Um yeah, uh this I mean, up in Hudson uh, she, uh, Amber Coffin will work with uh, Solange's sister and write lemonade to break up Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh the like uh up the like uh up the like Westchester is the new Brooklyn, right? Like 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. He's a he's a a a gentrification locust, right? <laughs> like um, he ate up all of the Dollar Trees and uh, and and uh, authenticity, and then moved up the moved up the river. Um, and you know, and and uh, luckily, once he moved west. Um, you know, Albany breathed a sigh of relief <laughs> and, 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 and they were safe from the, the northward march of gentrification. Yeah, I guess, or it's not, uh, Hastings isn't in Westchester, I guess it's like, uh, uh, it's more upstate than that, but this, I mean, this yeah, well, is it's, it's Hudson, Hudson proper, right? Like where, um, where Jenny, uh, where Jenny and Dan Humphrey's mom is an artist in re- residence, right? Uh, so there's an alternate, so you could write some gossip girl, dirty project fan fiction where Dan, where um dave logstreth hooks up with uh with rufus's ex yeah right? i i i guess I, sorry i was thinking of like people moving to like hastings on hudson all these that'd all be the, amazing that'd be great right all these all these towns with on on hudson in the name sort of north of yonkers uh that that seemed to be like where where seem to have been the next the next Brooklyn, but uh, I I don't know. I th- they may not be the next Brooklyn anymore. They 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 may be the old next Brooklyn, and there's a next next uh, next next Brooklyn now. It's a, it's an and it's an endless hamster wheel. Yeah, uh, it's really. Um, and and that's uh, but I, and again, I think that there is a sense of that that rat race. Yeah, what were you gonna say? Well, this I mean, this is the thing that's ultimately right. Like, this is the thing that's ultimately uh, self defeating about this uh, about this record to me, right? Because it's so uh, one of the reviews um, that we were sharing back and forth. I think maybe it was the Vulture review uh, said that there are two kinds of breakup albums: there are the grief albums and the anger albums. They didn't put it exactly that way, but that was the thrust of it. And this is definitely an anger album, right? Um, and and in a way, the the Amber Kaufman one is more more of the the grief album, but it's it's maybe like a few uh it's a few kubler ross stages down the line yeah, yeah. right yeah, exactly <laughs> it's it's that acceptance right yeah or it's sure i mean the I, I guess the idea is that like actually the the theory is you kind of go th- they're like a cycle and you go yeah. through them repeatedly multiple yeah. times in the course of uh uh in the course of getting over something and that's that's like you know she's been through the ringer a little bit and he's really he's really keeping the wound alive and sort of keeping her alive as a character in you know in a lot of these songs i mean if he has to tour this for for a year like do you really want to be in that headspace for for uh for that long i mean i don't know maybe they could do a co-headlining tour and (laughs) (laughs) go on the road together and just switch off you know yeah it's the it's it should be called the don't you want me tour (laughs) like it's i was i was working as a waitress in an indie cocktail bar that much is true right (laughs) Uh, it's the ultimate he said he said she said indie rock experience Um, but the, the, you know, there's so like, so much energy put, put on, um, you know, uh, put, put on accusing her of like wanting to chase the hamster wheel of fame. And it's like, I, you know, uh, like uh, I'm wet because uh, my eyes are clying. You look like you're living your 15 minutes of fame. Uh, that's from Rise, uh, uh, or what's it called? Through, uh, through the I don't know, Phoenix Cloud High in the th- ascent. Jesus, ascent through clouds. Um, 
I think that's that's the one that is for. Uh, no, it's it's not. Sorry, it might be from Winner Take Nothing again. Yeah, it's that's Winner from winter nothing. nothing. Sorry, the one the one. Yeah, it just clicked through to ascend through clouds, and that's one. Uh, you're alone, even though you're the same as everyone with your ketchup blood and your changeable flame. You know, uh, and and the the like so much uh, so much energy accusing her of having the changeable flame, right? And and yet this sort of truth, you know, the kind of truth that he seems to be committed to is just as much a hamster wheel, right? Because he's part right. he's participating in the uh, authenticity discourse, which is something right. that like we've talked about a lot uh, on this podcast, and being sort of community and like committing to that uh, as having an authority. It's like it's. It's, it's sort of empty. It's the next Brooklyn and the next Brooklyn and the Brooklyn after that, right? It's the next Echo Park, the next Highland right. Park, the next Frog Town, the next Atwater Village. I'm I'm doing it in LA terms, right? Like the, yeah, yeah. the there's always like there's a great void at the you know at the center of your indie authenticity, and you know you sort of rush and rush for things to you know you rush and rush for things to fill it, and like the the a little. A, a little more self-reflection, right? Um, which is why I think the lyric writing, anyway, is a little stronger on the on the uh, Amber Kaufman album. Um, like a little more self-reflection, I think would have would have served him well in terms of like making this not just like, well, we live and love and move on, but like, oh wait, like you know, my my value system might be fucked up as well, uh, and like that uh, grappling with that and sort of working it through. Uh, like, by the way, like your boy Kanye. Right. <laughs> right. Like, that's what a lot of, uh, you know, that's what I am a God is about. That's what, like, I, I don't know. It seems like a lot of, a lot of, uh, Kanye's work is, is, um, really a working through of, of this, of the trappings of fame and wealth and luxury and, and, and position and, and, you know, uh, uh, what this, you know, what this means. And, and, uh, you know, he could have, he could have, uh, he could have soaked up a little more by osmosis while he was down at the Mexican villa, the rented villa in Mexico, uh, you know, writing, uh, writing songs. I mean, I, I kind of on that point, I mean, what do you make of the last song on this record where, you know, he, he it, it, it's kind of a pretty sharp left turn and it, it may, and my take is that it's not totally earned. Right. Cause after all of this anger, right. Then, then this last song goes to heaven knows we've been to hell, uh, heavy, hard and far how we fell. And we overwhelmed ourselves in fighting and yelling, losing and finding dreams we held. But now the spell is shattered and now we are on earth. Forgiveness, reconciliation, gratitude. You know me and I know you. It's like, whoa, what? <laughs> like, you know, forgiveness and reconciliation is like, hey. And that's like, I mean, right? It's like, hey, I just want you to know I forgive you. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like I I forgive you for this I, album that I just wrote about I, you. I for yeah, exactly. I forgive you for making me so angry and unable to deal with the, unable to deal with the 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 breakup um yeah uh and what held us together is what tears us apart so i'll let go of the tether and let you go and and you let go my heart right 
uh, yeah, it's the it's it's still in this. I mean, it's still in this kind of douchebaggy, uh, emotionally abusive boyfriend territory. Uh, a little bit, yeah, little little bit, and uh, and we could just be in kindness and peace now, seeing that the love is the art. Yeah, I believe the love that we made is the art. Uh, it's time to say the projection is fading away in the in the next thing. Yeah, the the idea of like I see you, I see you, I see you. Like, whereas in you know in traditional woke discourse, this is about to you know this is about kind of uh, uh, accepting and and uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and honoring a person's yeah. uh, you know uh, individuality and uniqueness, right? Uh, this is more about like in in I see you. You could sort of say I define. You, I define you. Mm-hmm. I de- you know, I define you. Um, you know, because like there is no we anymore. Is the yeah. is the problem, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's also a little bit of like. Um, <laughs> I mean, it kind of also connects a little bit to the, the metaphors about ghosts. It's like it's like I see ex girlfriends. <laughs> 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 Right, it's like he's haunted. It's like that's like the other. He's like, I see you. Um, I mean, it's interesting that the line about the about kindness, right? We could just be in kindness and peace now, seeing that the love is the art, because um, kindness is the actually is the closing track of um, of of her album, right? Of sitting no reply, um, and that starts. Um, We're broken, boy. We took the fall. We made the ship that sailed us on, but now all of our problems remain unsolved our voices don't carry at all we drew a line into the sand and wrestled with our final feelings they'll all be frozen in this moment we have no messages left to send uh, and this love wants not to hinder our evolution it only wants the best for you the best for me we've traveled time in seasons past and stopped us in our tracks uh, we 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 flew through cherries into broken broken glass and lived to see the aftermath um, and they asked us when they asked what led to this conclusion we'll tell them we did the best we could yes we did um, may summer rain set you at ease. Yeah, they, here's the Irish blessing, right? Like, right. May winds of change help calm your seas, and may blue feathers fall to you from up above, and may you always know that you are loved. Which I mean, is a lot more generous, right? Like it's a, rather- and, but it's also kind of a mic drop, right? <laughs> because it's like it's like, hey. Like, I hope you get the help you need. <laughs> right? Like, you know, like like listen, I like I hope you're like I hope you're okay. <laughs> you are loved. Right? And you know, and and I hope you find what you're looking for, but I can't do that. Yeah, like Cough, the, pa- the the passive coughing out, right? <laughs> yeah. The passive voice is really what seals that, right? Like you are loved. Like by whom is left up to you know is left as an exercise to the reader, right. you know. But you are capable of being loved, right? Because like like again, it's it kind of comes back to it circles back all the way back to the the, the um the the dirty projectors um uh, the first song on the dirty projectors album of the, i don't know why you abandoned me and it's like you know <laughs> right and 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 right and it's just like you know what i mean by when i say may you know you be loved right um and uh and that that is you you know ultimately right may you always know you are loved uh means that you don't always he doesn't always know that he is loved right 
right? Um, and 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 there is a there's a real hurt there, um, and it's it's not meant to totally be hurtful. Um, it is meant out of genuine care, but it is also a, you know, it is just, it's one of these things where it just, it kind of, it kind of punctures all of the Sturm und Drang of, of, of his album. Right. Um, and it's like, it's like Orca, please. Right. Right? (laughs) Um, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and it's just like, it's like, come on, man. Right. Like, it's just like, stop protesting and be loved. Yeah. Uh, long stress. (laughs) The, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad Ryan that I had, uh, as much of a connoisseur of passive aggression as you to come on this, (laughs) to come on this journey with me. I mean, I think that it really, you really added a lot to this conversation through the kind of unique insight you have. I don't know why you always abandon me. On this <laughs> uh, um, all right. Well, that's uh, let's uh, let's let's uh, leave it there. And I, I see you, the listener. You you may hear us, but I see you. I see you in the the comment section on the show notes for this podcast, which you can get at overthinkingit.com slash tft podcast. I uh, I see you in our uh, Twitter feed at tft podcast. I see you on Facebook. There's theory for turntables. Uh, I see you, and I. I see us talking, um, and I see you uh, committed to the truth, not domesticating it at all, uh, because I see you keeping it real. <laughs>